Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Carter Street Talk. Today, I'm joined by Daniel Huckins, who is a Carterist and magician and content creator on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, all the uh, all the social media platforms. I'm super happy to have him here today to talk about making videos explode, his views on Carterstry, and just a whole lot of stuff. I'm sure we'll go on some tangents, but uh, Daniel, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be here, and I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, so it should be a fun one. We've met in person at Cardistry Con uh, uh, pretty briefly, and I think we've had a little bit of chat online, so it's good to do uh, some video talk now. Um, starting off, uh, a series you've been doing that I like is called Risky Cardistry, where you've been posting just doing Cardistry in risky places, like over water, over snow. Um, kind of what's your experience been with that, and you have any like thoughts about places you'd like to do some Risky Cardistry in the future? I mean, it started out with, I just thought it'd be fun to do cardistry over while I was cooking eggs in my kitchen. So, I mean, obviously the risk factor is that I could drop the cards and burn them or in the eggs and then they'd be ruined. So I like, I, I just went from that and just going on to over water. Um, there has been quite a few fails with some better deck stats. It's disappointing, but hey, it makes the risk factor and that part of the series a little bit more entertaining. So places I'd like to do it is I'd like to be sitting on top of like a rooftop. You know, I'm from the city, so I have skyscrapers everywhere. So I'd like to do that one day, but then the wind factor, you kind of have to factor in. But um, yeah, I mean, the series has been fun. I feel like a lot of people enjoy it. I personally like to make them. And there's one that I have not posted it was actually in New York, um, and I was on a beach, and I used the organic playing cards, uh, the, the cocoa palms. I actually dropped like mm -hmm. three or four cards just in the water. First spring doing it, and I was like, I don't even want to finish this anymore, so I just stopped. <laughs> but it's been a good time. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun to watch, especially like like you said, when you get like more expensive decks, um, it just adds to the like. If you're a cardist, you know the fear of rolling over your cards with like your chair or like getting them dirty and stuff like that, and then just like amplifying that for like, I think for like a cardistry art cardistry audience, it's like it's fun to watch. Um, I think like one on like sitting off of a bridge would be cool, or like lava. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, lava would be like the the pipe dream. The ultimate. That would be like the ultimate. Um, risky cardistry yeah. episode, but yeah, with the decks, I always try to use one that I might have another of, but I have used mm -hmm. multiple times where I just have the one deck. So if I mess it up, it's messed up, you know, like Dan and Dave smoking mirrors, like stuff like that. And I would drop cards in the water and I'm like, shoot, but good video at least, you know, um, you were in like the Faro's trailer with cam and organic playing cards. Then I was in like the Squeezers V3 one back in the day. And like, I remember I went, I wanted to do a move over the ocean type of area. I was like, I, I'll do a move that I know 100%. And I immediately the first time dropped the entire deck into the ocean. So like the last scene of the trailer is just cards floating around in the waves. That's totally all my bad because I just dropped an entire deck in the ocean, which led to a cool shot. But what was lucky about that is we had like 12 decks. Yeah. Um, so, so you can kind of destroy some. One thing I, I see you do that not a lot of cardists, at least the heart, what I would consider like hardcore cardists, um, do is posting to Reddit and 
TikTok and YouTube and like all these other platforms, I feel like a lot of cardists are really core on Instagram and just YouTube, YouTube for like performance videos. Um, what has your experience been with posting to these other sites and uh, having success in, in those aspects? Well, I mean, I started with YouTube. I feel like a lot of us did. And then you move your way to Instagram and you kind of either focus really hard on one or a little bit on both. And for the entire time doing it, I just wanted to make videos on social media in general, like whatever platform, I just wanted to have some success with that because like the dream would be to make a living making videos. Like, so obviously if I can do that anywhere, then why not try? So I started with YouTube in 2019 and then I made my way to TikTok in 2020. We're all stuck at home. So I started making TikToks. Um, about magic and I've been posting Reddit since about 2020 as well. With TikTok and Reddit, they're both very interesting. Reddit is totally different. Obviously it's more like niche centered. Like you post on the r slash cardistry, right? And like that's a very mm -hmm. niche community where you post on TikTok, it's to the whole world. Like it's to anybody that eventually will see it. So that's the difficulty that when you're posting on two different social medias, you have to know, you have to realize that one is going to accept it differently than the other. So if you're posting the same piece of content, it might do well on one, it might do well, it might do bad on the other. That's what you have to know going into it. With TikTok, I really focused on for a while because, I mean, it was a couple weeks, a month or so in, I was just posting here and there, and then one video got like 70,000 views. So first little bump up, and then after that, I kept posting as much as possible and eventually, you know, call it the snap change from now you see me because who doesn't teach the snap chains? And so that one did pretty well. It got like 3 million views and then it just kept going up from there, but then it died down a bit and I didn't, I didn't do it as much anymore. I stopped posting. I was at like, say like 120,000 followers and just kind of dipped, didn't want to do it anymore. Um, Felt very discouraged at the views, thought I was shadow banned, you know, wasn't posting, that was on my fault. So then I picked that back up a little bit more because every time I'd make a video on YouTube or Instagram, I'd go and post it to TikTok because if I have a piece of content, why not at least post it to multiple profiles? It was last year around March, so not even a year ago yet, that I posted the Card Mafia Captain America playing cards and mm -hmm. I posted one when I just got them and it got like a million views, I was like, whoa, you know, so this has something to it. So then late at night at 12 one o'clock posted another one, shuffling the cards around, put some background music done. Didn't think anything of it next morning. So I had like a hundred thousand views. So I'm like, this is doing pretty well. End of the day, 1.5 million views. And then, I mean, there was people reaching out on Instagram that wanted to repost it and their profiles have, tens of millions of followers. So then that gained me a little bit of traction on Instagram as well. So that's a big thing I want to do with social media is if I post something somewhere, I know it could help the other social media somewhere else. That's, that's why I have so many different accounts. I feel like one kind of builds up the other ones if they're falling down a little bit. So then it got to about 20 million views and I just kept going up from there little by little. I mean, I'll see the number go up here and there, but staying pretty steady at like 27 million views right now and that gained me about 200 250,000 followers so i mean from there i just i would reach out to card mafia i was like hey you want to do something you want to collaborate 
And at first they were like reluctant. They're like, no, we're okay. And I was like, the video did pretty well. I don't know about you, but this would be great advertising for you. And so then they agreed and um, we have an affiliate um, link agreement and they'll send me their new decks that they come out with. So it works really well for me and it's great advertising for them. So I think that collaboration is good. And now it's just been posting constantly. This year I've just really been focused on posting on Reddit as much as I can, YouTube, TikTok. Um, for a while it was Pinterest as well. Uh, that was very underrated over the summer last year. Um, and Instagram. Yeah, so I'm just trying to stay consistent as much as possible. I think what's good, like you said, is you're reaching different audiences because there's certain people that are only on TikTok. There's certain people that are only on Reddit or YouTube. Like I'm mostly YouTube myself when it comes to watching content. So it's just getting to different people. And I think TikTok especially has been really successful with not only views, but just reaching people that wouldn't normally see cardistry, like that really young age um, of people that it's also good because it's a new platform that is really used that you're you don't have a lot of competition um, when it comes to like cardist and magicians. And like, if you look up cardistry, like you're the top, you're going to be some of the top results. Like there's not hundreds of people posting like there are on Instagram. Not to belittle what you're doing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, it's it's true. It's a, it's a good opportunity there that I don't feel a lot of people are, are using with using TikTok. And I think you're like doing really well on TikTok. So I think it's really cool how you've been, going to places that people normally wouldn't post cardistry. Like I've never even thought of Pinterest before, yeah. but that is like that was really big. cool. That was a huge opportunity for me, um, to gain monetary value because I mean, again, the dream is to make videos on online for a living. And so when I was getting more into it, getting more into making videos, realizing that, Hey, this might have like, this might be bigger than just like for fun videos. This, this might actually, this could be my dream. You know, this could be a job. So at that time I, I actually had a job. And so I had to figure out like what I want to focus on. And if I was going to focus on videos, there has to be monetary value. Obviously like it's not like doing it for the money. But like there has to be money involved. Like I've got bills to pay. Like I got things to pay for. Like as everybody does. Mm -hmm. So if that's going to be the dream, then I got to make money. And Pinterest had that opportunity. I was scrolling on TikTok. This ad came up for Pinterest and how it had a great creator fund um, for creators on Pinterest. So I was like, you know what? Why not? I like had the same thought processes about TikTok before I started. So I downloaded Pinterest. I started posting and one it wasn't even cards it was like an illusion video that they'll have like the, the waves or something popping up on the screen and stare at it and you look away and it's like whoa everything's moving so i posted that and it did phenomenal on pinterest which i didn't know anybody was on pinterest besides like people looking at pictures of flowers and dogs so i didn't know what pinterest <laughs> was i didn't know the opportunity so that got about seven hundred thousand views on pinterest um and then I posted some more like that, or there was a tutorial of how to, you know, you can take like a blade of grass, put it in between your thumbs and whistle. 
I posted mm-hmm. how to do that. That got like 500,000 views. I'm like, this has nothing to do with cards. But I really like that because, you know, as much as I love cardistry, as much as I love magic and playing cards, like, there's other things I like to do. There's other videos I like to make. So to know that there's still, like, the opportunity for me to make videos and them to do well outside of being, like, the dude with cards, you know, like, that's, that's good because I don't want to just be the dude with cards. But I kept mm-hmm. posting on there. And then I got their creator fund. They shut down their creator fund, unfortunately, in November. So it was like a six, seven month period. But through that period, I made like $7,000 off of Pinterest. And I had like no clue that was a possibility. Um, and so it was, it was really good, but they shut it down for, I'm not sure what reasons, but um, for the time being, it was great. I made like, 1800 in a month just from Pinterest alone, but I was banking on that every month. And when it didn't happen every month, it's like, shoot, you can't bank on that. So while you can have a lot of income from different places, different social medias, you can't necessarily bank on them as much. But with Pinterest, it was, it was good. It was great for the time being. It was a really good opportunity to know that other social medias out there, like don't just discard them at first. If you're really trying to go viral or you're trying to make money or just expand who you are to different social medias, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think like Mr. Beast has said this before, but like, I, I mean, everybody knows Mr. Beast makes very successful videos. Um, but he's like, if a video is good and has like good retention on one platform, it'll do good on the other platforms. Um, you might need to do like a little bit of tweaking to change it, but if you have a good video, it's a good video that can do well on wherever it goes. I know you've made like a TikTok video going over the the super viral um, video you had with like over 20 million views and how like it really didn't pay much really yeah. um, in the grand scheme of things, <clears throat> which I also think is interesting depending on what platform you're on. It can drastically change the way you're monetized. I mean, 60 bucks off of that viral video, but there's a lot of reasons for that. So when I first started out and I got the video, I was not eligible for the TikTok creator fund. So when the first couple millions of views rolled in, I did not get paid for that whatsoever. And usually like I would now, that would be about like, I don't know, like 15, 20 bucks. And so times that by more millions of views that I got, it would have been not terrible money for a video that I really didn't try too hard on. But when I, yeah, when I posted it, I did not, I wasn't, didn't have the amount of views, I think, in the last 30 days to be eligible for the creator fund. So that beginning, like once it hit, like I'd say like five or six million views and I was eligible, I signed up immediately. And then I started to slowly make money off of that. But then it would slow down and pick back up overall in total with the amount of views it's gotten since then. I probably made like $400, which again, isn't terrible for a video I didn't try to, but it's obviously not great for my most viral video. One thing to like think about too is like, I don't know if you've thought about this, but that's potentially the most viewed cardistry video of like ever. (laughs) um, I can't think of like a, sorry to put that on, (laughs) but (laughs) Like, I can't think of other cardistry videos that have gotten, like, millions and millions of views. It's also, it's weird to think about, like you say, like, that's that's 400 bucks for, like, 20 million views or whatever. Obviously, it's like, you say you didn't put a lot of effort into it. 
Um, I recently had a video that went like semi-viral, not really, but like it has like 17,000 likes or something. Yeah. Um, for something I didn't put a lot of effort into. Right. It's kind of just weird how certain things people will gravitate towards. And it's like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but you'll work really hard on something and then it doesn't do well. And then like, like you, you put very little effort into something else and then it just does super well. So there's like that frustration there sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing when that happens. But looking back, um, every time that I do post something that I work really hard on, doesn't do well, post something that I don't work too hard on, does really well. I can kind of always see why, depending on the platform I post it to. Like if I post on YouTube, um, that and I have been probably, I'd say like a month or month ago and then about two months ago i posted videos that did not have to do with a deck review uh magic tutorial cardistry tutorial anything like that it was not card related and they just don't do well and i know that they're not going to do well because my youtube like it's longer format so people aren't like they're looking for certain types of videos so it's not like they're going to scroll back past my one video that doesn't have to do with cards and maybe it do well like it's a totally different social media so I knew it probably won't do well, but I enjoyed making the video nonetheless. Disappointed to see that. I mean, you, you, you figure it out as you go along. And with TikTok, it's just so different because like, if I post a video that has to do with making videos on social media, right? And it just, it, that's not related to my content. I mean, it kind of is now that I like to make those videos, but in general, like the dude with cards is my username. Like that's not, related to cards at all and that'll if that does well that's just i mean you have to just think about that differently than youtube or reddit or uh pinterest or anything other other social media instagram so with all these social medias that some of them you know you can post something and it has the opportunity to go to everybody but then youtube it also has that but it's it's kind of a lot like Reddit in my mind. It's very more niche centered, you know? So that's the difficulty. It's disappointing when you have a video like you've shot for a while, you edited for a while, you're really proud of it, and it just kind of flops. But I mean, that's that's a trial and error I see it as, so. And obviously you've learned a lot from making these videos. You've made dozens, probably hundreds at this point um, throughout the years what have you kind of learned about like tips to go viral or to be more seen on, on the different platforms? I'd say, I mean, you have the first given, right? Set your phone down on a sturdy surface. It doesn't have to be a tripod, just set it down. Right? If it's TikTok, don't film horizontal. If it's YouTube, don't really film vertical unless you're posting it short, but like, that's a totally different story. Um, have good audio if you can. Like even just like wired Apple headphones, for example, like the microphone on those are great. Like that's a fantastic microphone. And if you can, if you don't have a tripod with a ring light, or if you don't have any other form of like studio lighting, sit by a window. Like that has great lighting right there. Natural light is literally my favorite kind of light, best light. So obviously those are like the standard stuff. Like at least try to have that. I really think no matter what it is you're doing, you have a huge opportunity to go viral. I mean, you can be sitting there, like, making a project out of wood. You can be uh, an artist. You can be singing. You can be doing cardistry. Like, you can be doing whatever. 
I really think it has an opportunity to go viral, but they do have to know how to engage with either your audience, if you have it, or try to get an audience. So when you're posting a video, you want to have like an instant hook. Again, I'm mostly referring to like TikTok or Instagram, just because you can post on the reel or you can post on TikTok and people are swiping. So you need like two seconds to grab their attention. And like studies have been shown, it's like two seconds that people's attention is like, that's their attention span for a video, whether they're going to decide they watch it or not. So that's what you have to figure out doing. Example of my video that went really viral. The, my attention grabber was this weird Captain America box that I'm opening. Like, first off, Captain America Marvel has a big niche inside itself. That's huge. And then just opening something like that and it lighting up is like this kind of like, ooh, I see something shiny. I want to stare at it. Like, something like that. I think the best thing to do is just trial and error when you're posting videos. Like, for the longest time, like, I just didn't know why. Like, I thought I posted a good video. Why won't it go viral? Like, what the heck? So, but like, looking back, I can see now why it wouldn't go viral. Um, another Mr. Beast quote or something that he said is just like, your first hundred videos are going to be crap. They're going to be terrible, right? But you posted a hundred videos, you get better. So at least post a hundred videos first. That way you can know you really like it. That way you can trial, error, figure out what it is you're doing. And then you can just go from there. So I think that's a big focus is just to go and try. Like, I know a lot of people are like always worried about the little things, but like, haven't ever posted a video. Like, just go and post a video. They're like, start is the best thing to do. Um, but then getting into niche stuff like sounds or hashtags, like, when you're more consistent in posting, then you can look at that stuff. But first, I'd say start. Yeah. And I think. Like you've had, a, you've gotten a lot of experience and I definitely have seen from my experiences as well with the, having a hook within like the first second or two, something to pop, like you have the opening of this box that shines and is like really unique design and something people wouldn't expect with like the posts that I had made with just cutting a bunch of holes into a deck that make it look like a piece of cheese. Um, it, it's just a big fan in the first second. And that's why everybody liked it. Like I know now, like that's what people is drawing their attention as they see this big fan that looks like a cheese wheel. Um, and the first second or two is why I think that one did so well. You, you learn those little things. And then also with the subtitles, I also agree with that because there's also, there's people that, like you said, are deaf, but there's also people that just are on silent. Maybe they're in the bathroom or, or whatever. I know a lot of people scroll through phone when they're on the loo, um, doing the business and stuff like that. But, um, you're just, creating less barriers for people to get into your content, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's something, if something on the screen is constantly changing, then like their minds are never bored. Like because of social media, we have such a short attention span. So if something isn't changing, a story isn't going. So you're on the edge of your seat. Uh, titles aren't changing. Like what I'm doing, like cardistry wise, like is not cutting the clips fast enough or whatever it is. If it's not changing, then, people are just going to scroll away. So as discouraging as that might be, you also have to consider it going into it. And it's also different too, like you say, depending on the platforms, like YouTube shorts and Instagram and TikTok. obviously you want to uh, maintain their attention for a little bit of time, but like on YouTube, it's different because you have to maintain attention for trying to uh, maintain the attention for a longer set of time. So 
it's like different types of, of editing for those videos. Like YouTube, you still want to have a hook and stuff, but keeping somebody interested for 10 minutes is a lot harder. I feel like than than a one minute. It's true. It is. Less. I, mean, I, I don't know the last time I made a video on YouTube longer than five minutes. Like I, I keep them relatively short a, because I don't really know how to drag videos out that long just yet, but also be like, I don't want to drag a video unnecessarily out long. Like if, I, if I'm teaching a tutorial and it doesn't need to be 12 minutes long. It can just be like 30 minutes long. I'm going to make it three minutes long. Cause if I'm watching something where I'm trying to learn, I'm just have this guy dragging something out and I'm just like, can we get to the point already? So I know that's everybody else also watching the video. Like granted, some people like a longer, more in-depth tutorial, which is why I'll post those every now and then. But I mean, when you're posting on different social medias like that, and one is a long format, one is a short format, it's not just the fact that you kind of have to tweak your videos here and there to fit each one. It's that like, it's a whole different mindset of who's going to be watching it, you know? And that's what you have to think of going into Instagram, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, I mean, Reddit people, like if I post a quick video, it'd be like, here's this new deck of cards. Like nobody's going to care. Like they're like, we've seen all the decks of cards. Like it's very niche. But if I post that to TikTok, like nobody's probably seen the latest Fontaine deck, you know? So that's like something totally different. And then if I do a review and people want to watch that on YouTube, then that is also different. Like I also have to, like, I'm doing a two deck review. Like they want to see the fronts, they want to see the backs feel good, look good, great, and want to get out. Like, they don't want to stay for the whole ins and outs of it. So it's definitely, like, a mindset you have to get into. Yeah, and like you said, you're just, you're reaching different audiences, too. Like, I think with my YouTube channel, it's pretty much geared to the most niche group of cardists out there, yeah. <laughs> which are people that are trying to create things, which really isn't a lot of cardistry, cardists. So, like, I know my stuff isn't going to ever get, like, thousands or millions of views and i'm okay with that but it's also like those people really appreciate what i do so they're like big fans yeah. so like i know there's like a hundred people that are really a fan of what i do and that feels good yeah um but it's, it's just different ways of looking at it and, and trying to find value and and how you're creating i think is a weird thing to go about doing because you get you can get stuck in numbers and things oh, like yeah. that yeah you can it's <laughs> going to the attention grabber for your cheese wheel which i thought that deck was like really cool i personally like that one to be the wiffle ball deck just because like as a kid i like wiffle ball in my backyard with my brothers all the time but i really love how that went into like another project of like you got another deck made that was yellow you went like above and beyond to like have a little mouse on it and then like a computer mouse like I would not have thought of that whatsoever so I thought that was really really neat and I've seen people like cut holes in decks of cards to do some new cardistry move or something like I myself have done that with like a deck of orbits just drilled a hole in the middle where the orbit is but like to go that to that extent I think was really neat and to just start like you immediately like fan the deck so people see it and then you start explaining what it is. So it's not like you're hyping this up and people are like, come on, get to the point. Like this is like you started immediately and then you showed the process of it. And it, it's not like a two minute video. It's like 30, 40 seconds. So it's, 
it's right in people's attention span. So I personally think that video was really neat. I think it was really cool. I'm glad it did as well as it did. I think it should have or deserves to be better than what Instagram is giving it. But I think that was really neat. Yeah. It's still going though, too. It's like, that's the weird thing is I've never had a like post that's months old, still be getting like, it still gets like a hundred likes a day. A lot of times. That's insane. That's so it still goes like a hundred likes a day, pretty much since it started, which is just so weird that it keeps going the same amount almost continually. Yeah. I mean, I've had that happen as well, which is very interesting because like social media will do that or like they'll push your video out. Right? Say it got like 30,000 views in the first day. Then a week goes by, you think it just kind of stopped, and then you get more likes to it, and it's at like 60,000 views, or it just keeps going up. I've had that happen so often, um, which I find really weird and interesting, is that like a video will do really well in the beginning, and then it seems like to cap, it'll stop. Like it stops at like a couple thousand views, and then a week or so later, it just blows up. Or takes off again, which I've had that happen for videos that have done well and haven't done well, which another, another thing that I like, I wanted to make a video about this, but I didn't just yet. But like, if you post a video, don't take it down just cause it didn't do as well as you thought it should. Cause it might do as well as you think it will in a month's time. Like videos have blown up on YouTube from like years ago for the most random things blow up and get like 15 million views. TikTok has such a higher opportunity of that happening as well, along with Instagram. And so that's why I think, like, if you post something, don't take it down. Like, leave it up, unless you really want to take it down. But I say don't take it down for social medias like TikTok, because there's a huge chance of it going viral still, even weeks, months, years after you already posted it. I think with that, too, it is, like... One, if you're just starting out, it's good to have a backlog so people can see like a quote, like this guy actually is continuously uploading, like he's worth following. So it's good for like having like a backlog. It's also like, if it's a good video and like you're continuing to do something in a series like Risky Cardistry or for me, Cardistry Talk, the podcast, people will go through and look at the previous ones if they really like the series, which is, which is a good thing as well. Exactly. I mean... My risky cardistry doesn't do the best every episode, but I like I'm I'm starting each episode and I'm having it like episode four or five, and if I go back and cut one out, then it's like that's pretty lame. Like I personally hate videos that I see that I like really like, and people take them down. I'm just like this has to stop happening. Like it's like you may have not loved this video, but I did. So like just let me like screen record it first and then take it down or something, but. If there even is like one person that really enjoys it and I take it down, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, like what you're saying before, people will go back. Like I'm myself and prone to go back to like, if people have a series or anything like that, where there's a part one that I haven't watched, like I want to go back and if it's deleted, that's just, that's just so disappointing. I mean, I've had, I had Reggie on the podcast most recently and he was talking about how like so many cardists will just get rid of videos and he's kind of working on archiving them to an extent, which is custom drama. Um, but better for worse. Um, it is weird that like, I feel like for cardistry specifically, people will delete and get rid of their stuff way more than I feel like most other hobbies or social media plat platforms. Um, because 
people get like embarrassed, I guess, of what they've done before, or like, um, just various things. They might want to use that move in a competition and don't want people to know that it already exists, right. things like that. So I do think it's, it's interesting, at least from a cardistry perspective that we delete so many videos compared to, I think most other activities, I think. Yeah. Um, with like trying to archive videos that might get taken down, I personally would not see a problem with that unless it is like what you're saying with, you want to have a move in a competition. You don't want other people to see it or like you taught something you're like, actually, I'm going to hold that back. Like I totally get that. I've done that with tutorials or I don't think I've done that. I think I've really, really contemplated that because there's some stuff that I like swear on won't teach in magic right now. But then I look back like a year ago, I was like, shoot, I already taught that. So if people really want to look back and learn it, like I've taught it already. So you can go ahead and do that. But I've really contemplated doing that for, for magic. I don't think cardistry though. What I dislike so much about that is just there's videos that I see that maybe it is like you're saying with the move and everything, but I see it and it really inspires me to like keep going or learn something new. And I will look back at the video again and then it's taken down. I was like, Oh, that's disappointing hugely. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of like if you post it publicly, then people can screen record it, save it, archive it like Reggie's doing, or you do have the opportunity to just take it down in general. That is your choice. You might disappoint a few people, but at the end of the day, um, I don't see it as a huge problem. So at the end of the show, I like to do what I call roll out the close-up pad, which is just a fancy way of saying, is there anything you would like to plug real quick at the end of the episode before we close up? Um, I'd say just the YouTube right now. So Daniel Huckins on YouTube. If you could just subscribe, that would be fantastic. I have been pretty proud of uh, posting at least once a week. So every Friday I'll post something, but this weekend specifically, I posted something uh, two days ago, uh, Friday, I'll be posting something today and posting another thing on Tuesday and another one on Friday. So it's been a lot. So if, yeah, if you want to go watch it, that'd be great. Yeah. And like always, I'll have links in the description for uh, Daniel's stuff downstairs in the bio. So uh, check those out if you've enjoyed the, the talk with Daniel and getting to know about him. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed having you on uh, for this episode. And uh, yeah, I think, think that'll wrap it up. Yeah, it's been great to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much.